Hello and welcome to another episode of the Superhero Finder podcast. I, as always, am Matt Wilson, and I'm scouring the universe, the cosmos, and everything around there um, to find some of the people with some real good inner strength, maybe outer strength, to tell some cool stories, have some opinions, and just motivate you today on each of these episodes. And I've got the absolute delight, um, and I'm so pleased I've been able to organise this, um, to have with me today Mr Shane German, a.k.a. MST Systems. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, mate. Yeah, looking forward to a, a good chat. So um, you're ready to go over whatever you want to throw at me. Whatever I want to throw at you. I mean, that's that's an interesting prospect, isn't it? I suppose for me, let's get straight in. Um, you're in the world, like massively immersed in the world of strongman and strength sports. Yeah. Do you want to just go over for anyone that doesn't know who you are, what your role is in that and what you kind of see that is for yourself? So it's quite a long story from start to finish, but my, to, to break it down quick, quickly as to my current kind of base and what I do is I've been running the company MSC Systems for the last six years. Uh, my goal, my the initial goal, the, the kind of overarching goal of my business is to help improve the sport of strongman in the UK, uh, which is what, yeah, like I said, my whole, every time I do anything with my business, I, tell, I ask myself, first of all, what is this going to do for strongman in the UK? Uh, because my passion is strongman and I want to help grassroots um, level, weight class level strongman, female strongman, a woman, sorry, strong woman grow, get better access to programming and education. That's kind of where I come in is I'm a pretty good coach, if I do say so myself, with uh, when it comes to that stuff. So the ability for people to understand technical application and program design and the neurology and physiology when it comes to strongman training people are very behind or they were should I say very behind with uh, the times yeah. it was a very hardcore sport go in the gym lift as heavy as you can and there was no structure people didn't know what they were doing it depended what gym you went to as to what technique you were taught because it just depended on who happened to teach you so I wanted to make something a little more global and um, a bit more accessible to the masses so that people can understand how to program themselves, maybe have access to cheaper programming and also be educated on technical application in the sport. Uh, we've also grown and gone into like other little sections that like we sell log pads and other stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we've just we're trying to grow as a business and have a holistic approach towards improving the sport in the uh, UK through coaching, equipment access and um, information, basically. That's really cool because I've seen and I've, you know, I've, I've downloaded and I've started looking at the because you've got an app, haven't you? The MST Systems app and that's part of yeah. the support and you've got the programs on there and everything. Um, and what's really cool about what you've just said there and kind of the goals that you've got is you're taking something that was essentially very localized in terms of the knowledge and 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 especially when you've got people that are wanting to compete because then you're going to have certain rules for each competition and what form you need to do so actually you're almost trying to bring that knowledge and make it really easily accessible so that we can kind of universalize it. We can we can make yeah, it. I mean, the thing, the, the, same thing with, uh, the thing with Strongman is there are people say, oh, I need to do it differently to this person and it's individual. It, it is, but we all like to think we're individual. <laughs> we're not. You know, there's somebody out there with a very similar personality, a very similar opinions. There's probably a doppelganger out there somewhere. Maybe you know, so. and, and when it comes to lifting mechanics as well, 
yes, you're individual, but within a realm of maybe five different adjustments to suit everyone. Like, so technique is, you can teach it universally. Yeah, maybe this foot position isn't best for you, but we'll do this instead. Oh, that's not better. Well, what about this one? All right, we've cracked it there. It was three options. Like, it, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not too deep. So, so technique is, although it is individual and there's lots of different implements and the implements do change in diameter and, um shape and size and slight adjustments to how you got to do them it is you can teach it universally and that was the thing that um that was lacking is pretty you know, go back six seven years in strongman to learn a log there might be someone down south who teaches to clean perfectly but then they don't understand the push press and then up north yeah. you might have someone who was teaching the push press you know and it was all like people have kind of cracked it a little bit but nobody had put it together Due to a couple of reasons, ego is one of them. Like my way is better, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and uh, you know. But but other than other than that, it could, it's just because the strongman scene was is very, in my opinion, it's very like. So it's like behind with the times. Like there's yeah. not that. Like you go to other sports. There's loads of YouTubers. There's loads of information out there. Like you Google to find information on anything on YouTube, and you can find detailed breakdowns of everything. Strongman. And woman, it's um, there's a select few that are um, that, that are doing it. To be honest, yes. So there's that naturally. There's just less people available, isn't it? So it's almost like more specialist, I suppose. Oh, you got to know where you to, where to look, haven't you? Yeah, well, it's the thing as well. A lot of people know it, but it is a difficult thing to put yourself out there into the world and be confident enough as a coach to say no you are wrong and this is how you do it and i don't care if you're so convinced that you're correct it will help you if you just open your mind a little bit and and remove your ego and and listen and learn and then when i first did this when we first started mst systems we mainly coached lightweight athletes because as well as the coaching side of my business i did build it based upon my accolades as an athlete which were done in the lightweight scene so a lot of people that saw me perform would then the reason why they would come to me is because of my performance they wouldn't care about my information but then they would realize after as well this information's really good and i've overhauled my lifts and then eventually the people in like the open weight class um you know did start to you know started with one and then it's two and then now we, we coach like you know we, we, we're up to nearly um well we've probably got like 12 athletes on our um kind of client base that are giants mm -hmm. live level um you know world strongest man level athletes um and they're listening to the info and it's improving their lifts even yes. though they're the top end of the sport yeah. so it just goes to show that it took someone like, well, that's, I was one of the only people to do it, to be fair, because people people don't like conflict. And if you say something and you get a lot of backlash, they kind of retract the point. And even though they still believe it, they won't they won't push it out there. Whereas I just kept saying it, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, and then eventually more people listened. And then when more people listen, it just takes that one person who's an influencer in the scene to do it and then say it's correct, and then more people listen. So I'm saying the same, you can go back eight years, and I'm teaching the same stuff as eight years ago, but nobody would take any, you know, any any sense of what I was saying because of, um, well, it's just like anything, I guess, when you first start out with any journey, you got to build some kind of reputation or some kind of trust with your audience. Um, but, but I have been teaching a lot of this stuff for a very, very long time. It's just this last two years, I would say, 
the business has really steamrolled and I've managed to get out to a slightly bigger audience. It's not massive, but, um, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good that I'm able to put this information out there and see, see so many people, um, yeah, benefit from it. Just dropping me a little DM saying, look, I've changed this, this, and this, and now I'm improving. And, um, you know, a lot of strong men and women, you know, training's their escape and training is a reflection of the mood. So when somebody's in the gym hitting PBs, they feel fucking fantastic. And yeah. They're sending me DMs, like big paragraphs about how happy they are. So you're not just making an impact on their training, you're making an impact on their like mood, well-being, and even their motivation, because some people can get stuck in a rut and struggle to progress and quit. And it might just be because they've not got that little bit of information they need. Doing something is slightly wrong that's holding them back. So a little bit of info can, can keep someone in the game for a lot longer. So I'm, I'm quite, to be honest, I am quite proud of what we do. Um and, and I'm hoping that we can just keep growing, growing the, the education of the sport so that we can get higher level athletes um, involved, you know, more prize money, more, more people, more viewership, because at the moment it is dominated by the big guys. And like I say, my, my um, passion is a little bit more grassroots, is weight classy, um, you know, getting the general population that aren't six foot five yeah. and 200 kilos, you know, getting them into the sport because... Because it is strongman can be for anyone and everyone if you if you do it correctly. Absolutely, and and every time I mention um, whether it's been a couple of the competitions that I've done or mention strongman, there's this: if you're not involved in the sport, there's this idea that everyone's a giant, you know, and and there's the big guys. And I didn't know, and actually, I didn't know at all until I kind of joined the scene and started following stuff that there were the weight classes. Um, and it's and it's fantastic because what we what it's quite easily to to forget is that strength is not only lifting the biggest, but it's also looking at pound for pound as well, isn't it? And performance and and actually the weight and size of somebody and the amount of muscle that's on the body has a massive contribution as towards their what they're able to do. And you got the somebody that's under eighty kilos is very unlikely to be able to keep up with someone that's two hundred kilos. Yeah, you've got. Um there's different sides to the sport as well. Like it's a very athletic sport, like loading medleys, for example. Yeah. You know, being able to transition, sprint fast, move fast, um, be fluid into your pickups and your laps and your carries. The lighter weight classes of, because of the, because they, a lot of them can't get away with just brute strength and everything. So a lot of the technical skill acquisition and understanding biomechanics and how to place yourself to get the most efficient positions. A lot of this stuff has been learned from lightweight guys. A lot of the big dudes just pick stuff up because they have that ability to just literally pick stuff up. Yeah. Um, and it takes, um, that's not for everyone. Obviously there are a lot of big technical lifters as well. I'm just saying that in the past, that as strongman's growing, like, you know, 10 years ago, you just had people that, they were just big and strong and they didn't need to be an efficiency there. But that's why you've got like under 90 lads now logging, you know, 160, 70 kilos because they've learned, you know, how to master the log positions, for example. Uh, whereas, you know, you look at world's strongest man 15 years ago, you had 140 kilo blokes, you know, getting 150 kilo log. So um, the sport is progressing and, and a lot of that is due to the lightweights 
in my opinion, because they're able to put a different lens into the sport. Mm. They're able to look at things differently and go, right, I can't do it that way because of how big I am. Like, you know, sandbags, for example, I can't pick huge sandbags up horizontally because it's like a snatch grip for me. <laughs> uh, whereas the big dudes, it's not even a consideration, you know, they just pick it up. So you've got to like learn to adapt around the implement and learn different uh, positions. And then once you master them, if you go to one of the big guys and go, actually do it this way, mate, because I've had to figure this out because I can't do it that way. I found an easier way. And then you get that bigger dude to do it the easy way. And then he's even more efficient. And that's kind of where, that's where I see the sport going in the next 10 years is I think the new, the new realm of athlete that will be at Worlds in 10 years will be extremely technically efficient. Um, you know, everything he does is bob on. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have a weak link technically, uh, and he's one of the first athletes that's at world level that is all round. So is Lissis actually. Lissis is very good as well technically all round. Um, but yeah, there's not that many still that are like technically perfect. And when you watch Novikov compete, he competes like a 105er. He competes like a 90 lad. Yeah. He's fast. He's fluid. He's conditioned. Um, so yeah, it's, it's um, th there's definitely kind of a lot to uh, learn from. The, the lightweight scene and, and that's why I'm so passionate about it because it's just class mate honestly you go to, you go to an under 80 comp or under 90 comp it's just entertaining yeah. um whereas sometimes no offense but sometimes the open weights can be a little boring um people getting because they just get too they focus on getting too big and strong and then they're not athletic it's just like all about you know they've got that maximal strength but it's fun I, I enjoy performances because i see strongman yeah. a little differently to most people i want to watch a performance and be entertained yeah and uh, the lightweight scene and the females under 63s uh 82s always just class mate i, I love it no it's great and and i think you know you made you made a point earlier about what it takes is almost that lack of ego you know, and, and just and kind of preaching the right information. And one of the things that I love about Strongman in the scene is the fact that actually there is um, a massive sense of community yeah. and support. So no matter what competition you go to, 95% of those people will be rooting for whatever athlete is out doing an event, whether it's their friend or not. Yeah, and whether and when you head to head to somebody, you finish earlier, you straight to turn yeah. around to... Yes, it's, it's a different vibe, this strongman. It's, it's really, it is really good. I think the ego comes more in in, in the training structure, though. Um, it doesn't really come in the competition, which is a very, this is why it's very strange, because in every other sport that I know, it's the opposite. You go to the, that's an MMA fighter. He yeah. goes to his jiu-jitsu um, training for 90 minutes. He doesn't go, no, no, I'm doing it myself, mate. I know better than you. Even though you're an expert coach in jiu-jitsu, that's all you do is, is coach jiu-jitsu. I'm going to do it myself. He doesn't go to his boxing coach. He doesn't just do it all himself. Uh, and then when he goes in the cage to fight, that's when ego and his competing can come in. Yeah. Whereas in strongman, competing-wise, there's no ego. People just it, they want to do the best. They want the athlete that they're against to do the best. Maybe deep down they got 10% where they wish to fall over, but, you know, 90% of the time... <laughs> You know, nine percent wrong, but in training, it's like, no, no, I'm going to coach my own log. I'm going to coach my own deadlift because they, they, there's this connection with the trainer they don't like to offset, and that's another thing that I think will change over the next ten years, uh, especially as better qualified coaches come into the scene. 
um, that, that people will be more inclined to offset the training to a coach because um, they'll know that this is how I'm going to get to that next, that next level is I need, I need to put, this guy knows more than me. You do it for me and have that trust. But sometimes because strongman has come from that kind of grassroots background where people have just trained themselves to a certain point, mm-hmm. they think, well, I've got this far, you know, why do I need a coach? And um, yeah, that's where ego comes in because you can get, you can extract 95% of your potential strength through consistency, intensity, and just being a savage fucker and having a crazy mindset, but you're still not going to get hundred percent. And that's what that coach is there for, for a cherry on top. And um, you know, th- that can be the difference between somebody making worlds, not making worlds, world record, no world record, you know, that 5% difference at the top is huge. So um, yeah, that's where ego comes in really, which, which I always, like I say, I find strange because, in any other sport, the ego doesn't come in with the training. They offset it straight away. They offset the nutrition. They offset the training. Mm-hmm. And they go, you guys know better than me. Um, I'm just the athlete. Take care. Whereas in this sport, people are like, no, no, no. I know my body mm-hmm. better than anyone. And I, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> and what's interesting about coaching, because I've you know, had, had coaching myself in the past until recently, yeah. um, actively anyway, and... And it, it sometimes just takes that person to look from an outside perspective. So, you know, we see an increase of, which some people might not realise, so an increase of people filming themselves in the gym. And there can be all this kind of, there can be all this stuff about ego and, and you see a lot of that. But a lot of the time that can be really helpful as a coach, kind of to see someone's form, especially when you're doing it as a remote rather than in-person coaching. And you can see something that that person might feel is exactly the same as they've done. Well, that's fine, but there might be a tweak you can make that will make it even better or, you know, that, that sticking point, which you're not going to be able to see through your eyes, are you? Yeah, there's always, I say this to everyone, there's always a tweak. No matter how good you are, like even myself, there's always something you can do better, technically. And a lot of people in Strongman make the mistake if they get to a certain point of skill acquisition, then they go, right, my technique's perfect now. I'll just <laughs> get stronger on top of this. And that might work for a while, but that mindset will hold you back because if, if for two years you train for purely strength potential and no skill acquisition, what will happen is in two years' time, you will have had the, you'll have the exact same mechanic and exact same skill and positions you had two years ago, whereas you could have had two years' worth of progression in skill and be even better at extracting your strength from that movement. Yeah. Uh, but because you limited yourself, because you thought, right, I completed that, mate, you know, I've completed it, I don't need to think about it anymore. When in reality, you might only be 70% done. It's just that once you get to 70% skill acquisition on anything, you're pretty fucking good at it, to be honest. So it's easy to be like, yeah, you know, I'll leave it. But then if you really want to uh, get to the top of your sport, you can't be rocking in with 70% skill acquisition on a movement because there's motherfuckers out there that are grinding for 81%, 82%, even if it's a percent a year, they're grinding, grinding, grinding. You will probably never get to 100%. Or if you do, it'll be on like one movement that you're like a specialist at uh, because it just takes too much time uh, to because to you're just chipping away and you can't, sometimes you don't even know what you're searching for. Like me at the moment, I've, I'm probably technically one of the best loggers in the world. I, that's my specialist lift. That's my thing. I know everything about it, but I know I'm not, I'm not finished yet. So I'm still looking. I'm just trying to like, I'm like, there must be something because this doesn't quite feel right, you know, 
looking for a degree here or a millimeter there, yeah. looking for these subtle changes that I can I can make to create more force. Um, so like I said, it takes a while because you, sometimes you don't even know what the hell you're looking for. You just you just know there's something and you're going to find this gold nugget somewhere if you keep looking. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing about the, the spot because there's so many there's so many different events and there's the, there's a subtle change between them. So if you're trying to, you know, you're very, very unlikely to find someone that's a specialist in several of the events. Like you mentioned, Lissis is technically very, very good and very consistent and is the kind of guy that, wins competitions by coming second and third in each event yeah being consistent and we saw you know a couple of years ago tom stoltman didn't win because he dropped i think it was the the, the bike yoke carry to the to the anvil or something wasn't it any and he, <coughs> the hercules and because of that he could have won everything else but the way the points work he didn't you know yeah and then you look at like you look at tom's performance at the arnold um, when he's got a selection of weak events, I can't remember where he placed, but he didn't place too high, did he? Yeah. But then a couple of weeks later, and it, well, might have been a month or whatever later, he wins Worlds. Yeah. So it just shows that, you know, there's a lot to learn. And, um, you know, you, you, you're very rarely going to master, um, you know, everything. I, I can't really think, it, even strongmen that have been doing it like, like for, for example, I coach Felix, obviously. And Felix yeah. has been doing strong man longer than I've been alive. And it's, like, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, still, when I when I started helping my log, I had to just strip him straight back to basics because um, he he just didn't know what he was doing, basically. Uh, and he's been doing, like I say, he's been literally doing strong man longer than I even knew it was a thing. So um, it just goes to show that you can't... Um, yeah, but then you look at his deadlift, his mechanics and stuff, mm. like... He, it's identical every single rep. He's, he's fully mastered his position on the deadlift over like 20 years, but the log is severely lacking. So it just shows that he's kind of like, and that's partly down to he enjoys deadlift. He doesn't enjoy a log. So, yeah. you know, he's obviously done more time, but you know, it, it's hard to put your time investment into multiple things. Um, Cause it's just draining mentally when you're, you know, doing that as well as physically. Yeah. And I, I know it'd be interesting to get your take on this as well. Cause I, I remember one of the one of the struggles when I was preparing and, and training and looking at my first amateur strongman comp, so my first novice comp, and I'm learning all these new disciplines and including log and axle and, and everything else. But there's that sometimes it's it can be quite overwhelming because it just like you said, it feels like or you are just working harder on your weaknesses. Yeah. Rather than necessarily your strengths. So it's that skill acquisition as opposed to just buffing your strengths because you want to become better overall don't yeah, you? it's much much easier on the brain to come in and do your strengths because then you leave the gym feeling like a boss yeah but then you turn up to your competition and you come fucking high place in your good events and last in your, ba- your bad events and you're like you know um so that's that's again a bit of maturity comes as, as your training age increases you'll tend to you'll tend to learn to fall in love with the process of um working on your weaknesses and seeing the end result and looking more longer term rather than that short-term gratification of coming in and hitting a big set on your best lift and feeling like a boss on a Monday, uh, but then skipping out on your extra grip work or whatever. Um, and that just comes with, with training age, I think, to be honest with you. Most, most young lads struggle with adhering to a program, to, to be honest with you, um, because they're just... Their viewpoint... Of the, Young people, I say this all the time, but young people have a terrible conception of time. 
They think everything is because they just come straight out of school yeah. and they're maybe living at home or whatever, like 19, 20. They've got a terrible conception of time. They don't understand time. So they make short-term goals that are just too short. You know, I have to do this in six months. I have to do this in, you know, in the next 12 weeks, I want to do this. And and due, due to that, they end up rushing stuff and cramming stuff together. And instead of making a longer-term you know, make a six-year plan. That's still pretty short. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to be, if you want, if, I, if you want to make a million pounds, you don't go. I'm going to do it the next three months. You, you make, you know, a six-year plan, and then a ten-year plan, and you go. I need to get these things in place. Ladies, foundations, do this. And strength training is just like making money. You want to get some. You want to get a big goal. You want to go world's strongest man. If you do, if you think you're going to do it in two years, you're going to fail. You need to lay out steps and processes and plans. And, and yeah, that tends to come a training age. And then you can schedule phases on your weaknesses because you know that this year I have to work on my weaknesses because this next year I'm going to be doing this. And you've got this plan laid out. And then you can create yourself as a, an overall athlete. Um, but too many people focus on that short-term gratification of coming in the gym and lifting the best lift to get that buzz all them endorphins flowing, a nice fucking lot of people like your Instagram posts and you think you're a boss. And um, and then it doesn't get you anywhere long term, really. So yeah. Yeah, and you know, there is there's the whole social media piece, and that is that instant gratification and everything has to, you know, reach for making you feel good. And there's and there's definitely a place for for all of that for showing off achievements and stuff. But like you say, it's that it's that long-term investment. And what people don't realize, and again, coming into strongman is something. That I that I realize as well is it takes say you're doing a deadlift it takes time with the bar to perfect doing or to to improve doing it so if you give yourself a year to get x amount better at the deadlift but or you give yourself three years to get x amount better you're going to have spent much much more time over that bar which means that you know, you've, your muscles are going to mature. There's, there's so many more benefits, isn't there, rather than just try to do six months a year. And then when you don't get there, going, I'll try something else. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough sport as well, to be honest. Because like, like you said before, there's a lot to learn. So if you try and cram it all in, you just kind of get, like, averagely okay at everything. Um, and like you say, you need that time on the items. So, um, you know, and you can't do them all at once. There's too, there's too many, you know. So yeah. you've got to... Um, yeah, pick you like say you shit at yoke, dedicate six months to doing yoke every single week. Yeah. Then you'll be better at yoke and then you can transition it out, maybe do it every other week or something to take over with it. But you've dedicated that time, you've got more time under the bar on yoke and you've worked on a weakness. Whereas if you, because you crap at it, if you constantly skip it and just do it now and again, two years, because like I said, young people are terrible at time. We, we both know two years can go by like that. And you can be like, how the fuck did I get here? Um, <laughs> and, and it'd be easy. It's easy for that to happen. And then you've not improved your weakness in two years. And you're looking back like, holy fuck, if I did yoke every single week from two years ago, imagine what I'd be doing now. And loads of people get in that boat because they're, they're too focused on these short-term goals that they forget they just skipped two years of the fucking training life. Because uh, they're just jumping from the most common one is jumping from deadlift cycle to deadlift cycle. It drives me that that's the most that's my most hateful thing. I got so many clients that every time they do a deadlift piece, like right, one more. What we're we doing next on deadlift? I'm like, Jesus Christ, mate! 
it's like 40 events we can be uh, yeah. discussing here, <laughs> and it's still deadlift. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the be all and end all it doesn't you know just because you can just because you're getting stronger it's not a defining piece is it it's like you say it's, it's chasing the, the all-round stuff and kind of breaking away from those norms that only you know yeah, deadlift you're already coming water. you're already yeah. coming top three every deadlift event you know <laughs> put 30 kilo on it what are you gonna, you're gonna get, get a point or something like one point the whole comp whereas you come in 15th on like grip events, for yeah. example, you know, yeah. there's, there's, you know, we got to look at it like that sometimes. Uh, but like I say, it's, it's, um, I do understand it because when I was younger, I loved going on Sugden Barbell was the forum we used to use. I loved going on there and posting a session in my lifts and loads of people telling me how great I am and I'd be just refreshing the page that like, I'm a fucking animal. So I've been there myself. Um, but again, that's more of a, uh, young person thing and, and needing a bit of uh like you say a bit of what's the word not the word is patience pardon patience no i'm saying to they they need like that they like that they, they crave that attention that uh yes you know people complimenting them and uh, saying how great they are and if you crap at an event and you're posting that online you get no no one comments on that do they nobody goes oh nice work with your 60 kilo farm machine um you know they don't care i post a big log yeah everybody's oh amazing in your dms and sometimes you can get sucked into that a little bit especially if you get too involved in the sport and it becomes that your whole life is the sport yes then then that's the that's the trap is uh you just focusing too much on that instead of getting better as an athlete yeah i suppose the the only other way is he's actually you know putting that vulnerability out there and just going I've done two and a half kilos more. I've done five kilos more <laughs> on my log this week or my farmers this week. You know, it's my weakness yeah. event. But again, it's 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 been able to do that. It's been able to accept that that's a weakness of yours and then you know, put it out there. Yeah, that's what I think would be best for most people's mindsets is um, in, in the sport is to be, is to post more of the graft work because um, it, it just shows the journey and, and the graft work is 90% of the training. And sometimes people only show the highlights uh, for the most part. Yeah. And I think it's a bit more appreciated when people, um, you know, you, you show the journey up the mountain, not just a picture at the top, uh, yes. so to speak. Because it's the journey that's the important bit, right? Yeah, it's the fun bit. Yeah. Like if you don't enjoy the journey, you probably aren't going to uh, hit your goals because you're just like dragging a ball and chain with you all the way there instead of just kind of, casually doing it like like i i don't think about training i just like it just happens yeah, yeah. like it is part of me um if i go a few days about training it goes to the forefront of my list that like you need to go to the gym like it, because i because i want to with a passion even after 15 16 years of doing yeah. this it's still there and i think it'll just be there forever to be honest um so i'm not doing i'm not doing the journey for the end result i almost don't care about the end result um i'm just training for the love of it and the love of the sport and and, and sometimes the pbs come sometimes uh i'm just doing a little bit of volume and a bit of graft and working on things i'm terrible at and either phase i'm loving it so yeah it's, I suppose it's that it's that constant learning, isn't it? Learning about yourself, but also learning and trialing maybe new things or just compounding that actually you know what you're talking about because you're able to apply some of the things that you are telling other people. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
and you're walking the walking the walk and talking talking. They do say the proofs in the pudding. So, yeah, that's that's my uh, whole thing. Is I don't I think, and I say it with utmost confidence that I just believe if you don't walk, if you're a coach and you don't walk the walk, it's not that you can't be a good coach. It's not that you can't coach high level people. It's just that you will forever be missing a piece of the puzzle, yeah. and you will never be able to understand properly uh, to the level of someone that does because you're not only reading the research, understanding the physiology and neurology, but you're then applying it, understanding the feeling of what happens when you're listening these adaptations, what kind of, what kind of um, recovery time are you talking from certain protocols? Like how do isometrics affect you? How do eccentrics affect you? Yeah. All this stuff, like so, it's all right reading it, but exposing yourself to it weekly for years and years so that it's literally become second nature as to what's going to happen when someone does this training phase it, it, there's such a, a deeper understanding of um yeah the, the exercise physiology when you train so that's why that's why i love it i think it's fucking class to be honest with you it is and you could ju- you could just see the passion now a question from me to you um if somebody was gonna either i suppose look at changing the way they train and look at entering strongman because maybe they've done other stuff and they've got a base level strength or they're looking at working with a coach and they've never done it before. Is there anything that you kind of, is there anything you'd like to, to say to them or, or sum it up or maybe a couple of sentences on something that'd be really important from, from your knowledgeable head? Straight up, mate. And this is like a sales pitch, but this is literally why I built my app. Um, this is the exact scenario as to why I built my app. So if you're looking to get a coach, or you're looking to like take up your strength training a little bit and you want to make a small investment, we release the app so that you're able to build your own training program for strong man and strong woman. Uh, Seven-day free trial, and then it's $29.99 a month. And in the app, you will get access to absolutely everything you'll need to basically build your own custom strongman training structure with different training phases, goals, outcomes, awesome. et cetera. The whole goal of the app, though, is an introduction phase. So I do want to say that the goal of the app, although you can, if you wanted to stay on it for 10 years, great. But the goal is to get you into the sport, into programming, understand it, and then if you decide, you know what, I want to take to that next level, yes, one-to-one coaching with a coach will, will be, well, mainly due to the, not so much the programming, because the programming at MST is very high level. So mm. even if it's similar programming, the benefit you're going to get is the accountability, the adjustments to technique and position and video reviews with a coach, because obviously the app's just the program. Mm. You can then step it up and look at a, you know, making a bigger investment monthly for a coach, but the app is literally designed for someone who's teetering on the edge and they maybe don't want to make that couple hundred pound a month investment to a good coach, but they want to try something. The app is like a stepping stone that will introduce you to it and get you into a nice flow. Perfect. That's lovely. Yeah, and I would recommend anyone have a look at that as well. And just um, if anyone wants to check out some of the stuff you do, have you got a website as well, Shane, or...? Yeah, so um, the website's mstsystems.co.uk, but we do have our Instagram and YouTube where we put out um, most of our content. So the YouTube's MST Systems and the Instagram is MST Systems as well. We're trying to get more regular with the uh, the YouTube content as well. Now we've, we've had a bit of a business restructure recently, so um, it's enabling more time to do that kind of stuff. So we're hoping that the YouTube over the next few months can get a little bit more consistent with content. Perfect. 
No, thank you. And thank you again for your time, Shane, today. We're going to uh, just wrap that up there, buddy. Yes, sweet. Um, and if anyone wants to check out anything I do, obviously, it's www.imdoingitfor.me. And uh, watch out for this episode and feel free to listen to any old ones again. And uh, thanks very much, mate. Thank you, mate.